0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday, 10 to 2, on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. The year is winding down. So is the decade. So let's take a look back at the 2010s now. It's hard to narrow it down to just one or two top stories of the past decade that affected B.C. Let's take a moment now to look back at some of the significant events in British Columbia from the past 10 years. Here's Nikki Reitmeyer. There were so many events in our province this past decade that helped shape our lives. Commuters were able to enjoy the newly opened Portman Bridge in 2012. Our cities grew more dense, and our roadways seemed to get busier. Gang violence continued to plague Metro Vancouver. And of course, the 2011 Stanley Cup riots left Vancouver shaken. Of course, there was political change here. In 2017, in the general election, Christy Clark's Liberal Party won 43 seats, the NDP won 41, and the Green Party won three seats. The latter two formed a coalition, and thus John Horgan became premier. But let's not forget that we started this decade as the hosts of the 2010 Winter Olympics. My strongest memory from the Vancouver Winter Olympics is when we won gold at the hockey game when Team Canada won. And I was about two blocks from where the gold medal game was happening. And I knew the game was happening and we were trying to get updates live as people walked by and there's a bar nearby. And all of a sudden, like, the earth started to vibrate and you heard this just through the streets and you hear the arena and everybody in the street like people are running with flags and people are like climbing the lampposts and they were like up like cheering everyone was so happy and i was out there and the entire granville street bridge was closed to traffic and it was just a sea of people everybody in red everybody cheering and having this most amazing evening and coming into the city to celebrate canada's win What would you say is one of the lasting legacies from the 2010 Olympics? Oh, jeez. Infrastructure is one of the legacies. Others, I'm sure, would say that debt is one of the legacies (laughs) as well. Definitely, yes. I don't know. I mean, it's not as if Vancouver wasn't on the map before, but it certainly, I I mean, it brought a certain spotlight to the city. What it gave us was confidence on the world stage. I mean, Expo 86 was probably the first time we had that kind of worldwide attention. If X46 was one leap forward, the Olympics were the next leap forward, that people felt confident that, yeah, Vancouver belongs on the world stage, and now we're going to show everybody. And I think that is something that we have kept since then. We are known around the world now. Because I had lived in different places in the world, and like people would be like, where are you from? I'd be like, oh, Vancouver. And they'd be like, oh, where? Like, do you guys have igloos up there? And now people know we don't have igloos. <laughs> <laughs> It was Canada's best showing ever. We won 14 gold, 7 silver, and 5 bronze for a total of 26 medals. Well, it is normal to hear people in the Lower Mainland complain about the high cost of housing and transport. Whether you're looking to buy or rent, many people are finding themselves simply priced right out of the market. Why are gas prices so much higher here than the rest of the country? One of the biggest issues that British Columbians faced in the 2010s was the increased cost of living. Homes, gas, food. Every day, people arrive at YVR, coming to live and work in what is known as one of the most livable and beautiful cities in the world. For many, there is the dream of a job in the fast-growing tech industry. But there's a problem. People come here and look at the cost of housing, get right back on the airplane and leave. The cost of housing exploded in B.C. in the 2010s housing costs increased as much between 1981 and 2005 as they did in just a five-month period in 2016. And as the cost of housing increased, so did BC's homelessness problem. Emergency shelters in Metro Vancouver are 97% full. With so little housing and so little money, many are stuck. I live in a SRO Of course, everybody wants to have a place. I mean, it would be insane to say, oh, no, I don't want an opportunity to have stable housing. Ten cities like the one on the Wally Strip or Oppenheimer Park began to pop up with increasing frequency. And young people in Metro Vancouver began to accept that they may never be able to afford to buy a home in the city where they grew up. was the opioid crisis. Hundreds are being saved every day, but hundreds more continue to die. A historic overprescription of opioids led to a massive addiction problem in the 2010s. It turned even more deadly when fentanyl came onto the scene in the middle of the last decade. This is the face of the opioid crisis. Stephanie Lawrence just turned 15. She died last month in Vancouver. Her parents Still can't believe she's gone. Overdose deaths skyrocketed. The 2017 data reflects the most tragic year ever. Nearly four people dying a day from illicit drug overdoses in B.C. last year. Deadly fentanyl, often mixed with heroin, cocaine and meth. B.C. declared a public health emergency in April 2016 in response. Since then, over 3,600 people around the province have lost their lives to drug overdoses. We do have a crisis, and for too long, people have just had their head in the sand about this. And this decade, we also learned just how bad the problem with money laundering in our province is. Vancouver, and by extension Canada, is becoming internationally recognized as a hub for laundering transnational crime proceeds. Criminals parked billions in dirty cash into our real estate. In 2017, a journalist named Sam Cooper blew the lid off of the money laundering scandal. The allegations were that about $14 million worth of uh, $20 bills used on the street came into River Rock Casino in one month in June 2015. He revealed that drug money from China was being laundered through B.C. casinos and through the purchasing of luxury cars and homes. Attorney General David Eby promised a crackdown, and Peter German released an in-depth report by 2019, Prime Minister Trudeau promised $70 million over the next five years to fight the problem. In May, Premier Horgan announced a public inquiry. But as it stands, few arrests have been made. The dirty money has been linked to B.C.'s high cost of housing and opioid crisis. Then there were the B.C. wildfires, which seemed to display increasing severity year after year activity was normal at the beginning of the decade 2012 actually saw fire activity 25 percent below average but that changed in 2014. it is an emotional roller coaster here Robin the flames not far from mine they're also not far in distance 2015 saw record-breaking heat the 2016 fire season started unusually early but ultimately it was the calm before the storm as the 2017 wildfire season was one of the the worst in BC history. Wildfires continue to blaze across the province with dozens of communities under evacuation alerts or orders. The government has declared a provincial state of emergency. Kamloops is socked in by smoke. Now, thousands have come through here at the evacuation center at Thompson River. 1.24 1. million hectares have burned. 2018 set a new record in the amount of area burned. There was also no shortage of debate this past decade between those in support of energy projects and those against them. Projects such as Site C, the Enbridge Northern Gateway Pipelines, and the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Now, those are just some of the major themes in news that shaped the past decade in British Columbia. What do you think was the biggest BC news story of the past 10 years? Call our buzz line, 604-331-BUZZ. For 980-CKNW, I'm Nikki Reitmeier.